Welcome to Mindful, the podcast where we talk about the things that matter most and learning to see the most meaningful and essential ways to change. I had an interesting conversation with a friend yesterday. Though we share different beliefs, our conversation left me with some profound insights that I felt aligned themselves perfectly with the purpose of this podcast. I grew up in what I thought was a traditional Christian home. Church every Sunday, pay your tithing, keep the commandments, that sort of thing. Church was a safe place. Programs, organizations, and activities all ran smoothly and helped make sure there was an opportunity for you to live the kind of life you should, and, as I believed as a boy, the life you should live if you wanted to make it to heaven. As an adult, I learned there was a lot more to it than that. As I've grown older, I've learned a lot about truth-seeking. A good majority of my time is spent poring over books, articles, and all the educational material I can get my hands on. In this search, I have learned a lot about a lot of things, but I have also learned a handful of things about something very different. That's what I want to talk about today. When I was about 16, I began to be interested in religion. Not just the one I was a part of, but all religions. I knew that in a number of years, I would be of age to be sent on a proselyting mission for my church, so. I got to work. I didn't want to be selling something I didn't back 100%. I studied a number of religions. I guess in my mind, I felt there wasn't anything inherently wrong about the church I was a part of, but was I about to support teachings that were second-rate to others? I was very intrigued by the Buddhist religion at first. There were many truths that appealed to me, but being convinced of certain principles surrounding Jesus as the Son of God, I ultimately chose a different path. During my proselyting mission, I made a decision. It was one I didn't share with anyone, just one that I kept track of in my journal each day. I decided that I was going to commit the rest of my life to what I called the search for the invisible. Now, that could very well be a rabbit hole if you've ever heard one, but I wanted to find and test, using what I considered the scientific method, the principles of organized religion to ascertain their truthfulness. Now, listener, this is where things start to spin. Over the years, I have continued my search. I have continued to test the principles of religion, of the religion of which I am a part, and this is my conclusion. Organized religion is not the destination. It is a tool. A tool to aid you in seeking to define your relationship with the transcendent, with the universe. Too many think that a member's pass means you've got a guaranteed ticket to sit next to the throne of God, whatever form that may take for you. But in reality, you, just like me, are just trying to figure this thing out. You are trying to live what you think is a good life. You are trying to be a decent human being and make this world a better place in some way. You want peace. You want happiness. You want it for your children. You want these things whether you believe in God or not. Are you hearing me, listeners? It doesn't matter who you are or what you believe. Maybe you believe in a God who has a body and whose son is Jesus Christ. Maybe you don't believe in God this way. Maybe he isn't a being. Maybe he's a force. Maybe he is order in this world of chaos or nature or your consciousness and conscience. Or maybe, listener, he is all these things, and we are simply disagreeing on the label. Deep down, we believe the same fundamental things. We are all part of the same human race. We are all trying to understand the transcendent aspect of this life, and even the transcendent part of ourselves. Shaking our finger at organized religion because of the way they are trying to manage a global organization, or shunning people whose actions you consider sinful, is just simply such a waste of time. The truth? Whichever category you fall under, you are going to make a mistake. Yes, whether you are the most learned scholar or the leader of a church organization, you 
will inevitably mess up. So why are we so uppity about things when someone does? There are things in this world that happen often enough that they can't be explained with the general populace's framework of scientific thinking. There is something of a transcendent nature about this world that people have been aware of since people could communicate with words. So many have tried to capture what they have learned and write it down. But how do you write something that comes from a different world? If there is something that transcends your senses, how do you define it? What about a color that exists somewhere that has never been found on Earth? This is what people in religions have been fighting over, killing each other over, for thousands of years. They don't like the way someone else described it. They haven't stopped to consider that we all just might be talking about the same thing. This is what Buddha did. This is what Jesus Christ did. This is what Darwin, Joseph Smith, Muhammad, Mother Teresa, and the Dalai Lama did. These were people who were attempting to unify the world by better explaining the transcendent. And what happened? Not what they intended. The opposite. They became leaders who represented the opposing views. They became leaders of armies, sometimes literally, and the world killed each other over it. Look at the Crusades. I think of Jesus' statement that he came not to bring peace to the world, but a sword. He understood two things. One, he understood the nature of who God was to him and what his relationship with him was. And two, he understood that in trying to make the world aware of something beyond what they considered the everyday, would cause all-out pandemonium and hate. What do you do in that position? How do you teach people about the existence of something that, number one, they won't be able to fully comprehend because of its transcendent nature, and number two, that when they understand something of this transcendent truth, very few will see eye to eye on? You make an inspired statement, such as Jesus did to the Pharisees when they tried to box him into giving a definitive statement about the kingdom of God. They wanted finite answers to infinite questions. His response? The kingdom of God is within you. Now, you may not believe that Jesus was the Son of God, but this sort of wisdom is bookworthy. This unifies the concepts that your inner voice, your conscience, the invisible something out there that you at times feel a connection with and that at times gives you wisdom and insight, where does that come from? Someone isn't standing over you injecting knowledge into your brain with a needle. It is within you that this dialogue is happening. Jesus believed that part of you to be divine that a part of you is transcendent. This has big implications, and hundreds of religions, if not more, spun out from this man's influence. If we all are human beings and have that piece of something transcending the bounds of our common senses, then we are brothers and sisters. If we believe that we connect with the divine being through that common part we all share, then we have a Father in heaven. You may call him by a different name, you may think of heaven differently than me, but the principle is the same. So what do you wake up about here? That what matters, listener, is being true to yourself. Understand who you are and be honest about it. Don't make excuses to box yourself in under a label. Simply be honest. You have to find a way to speak someone else's language. You have to be able to find common ground, and it shouldn't be hard. We believe the same fundamentals. Imagine what we could learn if we shared. We just have to have a translator or learn how to speak in someone else's terminology. The disagreements over God and the existential most often boil down to the equivalent of me saying God and the Spanish saying Dios and going to war over who is right. Be honest about your beliefs and why. Don't close your mind to others' explanations. You may be 100% right about what you believe, but still close-minded and you will never have peace. Be honest with yourself about what is important to you. 
Ask others what is important to them, but not before you learn what their words mean. You cannot take things of an eternal or existential nature at face value, because we are all human beings trying to describe something that transcends our world. Remember that you have more in common with a person who holds different beliefs than you than with any set of ideas that exist, because ideas are not people. We are all reaching for understanding about who we are. How do you come to this understanding? If you haven't listened to my last podcast, I addressed this. Learn how to have a dialogue with your inner self. Learn how to pray, whatever form that takes for you. Then, learn to understand your relationship to the divine. This is the very next step after learning who you are. Why? Because everyone needs a moral base of some sort. A reason for why they do the things they do. How do you do this? Learn the language of others' beliefs so that you can have all the pieces before you and in the right language. I sincerely believe that if we made the effort to do this, there would be no disagreement about God or religion or any belief. We would all just simply be pioneers, explorers, using the principles we have found to be effective to ascertain truths about the beyond to find the next waypoint. This much I know that if you are honest with yourself and you are honest with others and you stop getting hung up on the differences between your label and the label of another, your connection with your God, with that transcendent bit of truth, will increase. I have tested this and know it to be the case. Stop finger shaking and start handshaking. If you believe in Jesus, spread his message. Try to unify. Speak someone else's language. Nobody is perfect. The organization of the church to which I belong is far from infallible, but the principles I've learned therein have increased my knowledge and understanding of the transcendent at a far greater rate than any other two sources combined. It's not the only place that truth exists. Some of my most meaningful insights and enlightenment have come from conversations with friends who hold different beliefs. Often it is the voice within me that I access when I am in a place away from distraction. The thing that matters? That you find whatever you can to increase that understanding of the transcendent. As a Christian, I'm partial to Paul's words. Seek after the things that are virtuous, lovely, of good report, or praiseworthy. And if you do, you will find that you are living a life that provides you with the peace you are looking for.